It is uh, Matt Mosley's show. I wanted Bryce Cherry to get to hear some of that. I think young MC, some of those people, some of his favorites, MC Hammer, probably one of his favorites. Bryce and I are close to the same age. Beastie Boys probably was in his repertoire. Um, Bryce, you are making the drive back into stores, Connecticut. Now, when you told me where you were staying, that seemed like a little bit of a a little bit of a hike for you. Um, were there just not a lot of hotels right there around the Yukon uh, campus, or did you kind of did you think, hey, I'd kind of like to get out and see New England while I'm up in this part of the country? We did have some time to kill today. Uh, so, no, I'm staying in Hartford, which is not that far. Uh, oh, okay. But uh, we we had some time to kill today. And uh, Jerry Hill was a loser. He slept in, and he didn't go with us. But uh, Chad Vaucherine from KWTX and I went up to Boston, and we took a tour of Fenway Park, and we uh, got some lobster mac and cheese. And uh, we um, walked the Freedom Trail, and then we came back to Connecticut. And now we'll uh, head over to the uh, game here in just a little while. We still got like three and a half hours, so yeah, yeah. But but yeah, we got a little time to kill today. And I was like, you know, it's only an hour and a half up the road for us Texans. That's nothing, you know. So yeah, we got got to taste a little bit of Fenway, and that was a lot of fun. Well, I feel like you're taking young Chad on a field trip or something. It's just like I'm sure, uh, I'm sure he appreciates that. I pulled in the car. You can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Was there ever a question like, "What's that Mosley like? What's that Matt Mosley really like?" Don't answer that. Um, I, now, I, that, that is uh, that's an interesting day. That Freedom Walk. I've done it. I did it in some bitter cold. I believe it was maybe late November. Maybe it gets cold pretty quickly there in that part of the country. Now, is the weather breaking a little bit, or were we still talking, you know, 30s, early, uh, you know, low 40s? It was was cold this morning when I uh, got out to the car at the hotel uh, to go pick up Chad. And, um, like, I want to say it was, like, 29. uh, But it warmed up throughout the day, and... Honestly, it's been it's been fine. Uh, I, I've been conferring with my wife, and it sounds like we've had similar temperatures back home. You know, forty five, mm-hmm. fifty. Uh, so I had a light jacket on today. If you were in the shade, it was a little cool. But uh, when you're walking in the sun, it wasn't too bad. All right, now you wrote this story about Baylor uh, preparing for UConn, and, and and Caitlin Bickle talked to you about trying to. Uh, bottle some of that energy obviously that they showed in the second half um you had to be kind of uh, questioning yourself on that trip didn't you Bryce when it's 22 to 4 after the first quarter against a 10 seed Alabama team did it kind of cross your mind on hey was this was this the best way to to spend the the Waco trip uh, travel budget were, were you kind of questioning yourself a little bit well, here's what I was thinking. I was thinking, oh, I'm I'm going to hit Boston and New York on this <laughs> extra couple days to kill. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously they looked dead in the water after one quarter. I mean, you mentioned it, 22 to four. Uh, they were not shooting the ball well. 
a little bit of the energy was lacking. And, you know, the second quarter, they started chipping away. Uh, I thought it was kind of remarkable how patient they were on offense. And they, they worked the ball around. They got, you know, some good shots. And they finally started making some. And they, they actually got it down to nine at one point in the second quarter. And then uh, UConn, or uh, Alabama got it back up to 11 by halftime. And then, you know, second half was, was kind of all Baylor. I mean, um, you know, obviously it was still a game in the fourth quarter, but uh, Bears, you know, and give them credit because uh, Nikki Collin mentioned it in, in the postgame presser. You know, she said, when they went up three with like 53 seconds to go, you know, it could have been one of those moments where you're like, oh man, that was the one that, you know, we had our shot. We blew mm-hmm. our shot. I mean, because a lot of times that happens, you know, you'll, you'll rally so hard and have to dig and fight so hard to get back in the game. And then, you know, the other team responds and, and it just sinks you. Well, Baylor didn't let that happen. I mean, um, they ended up getting two points right off the bat without even the clock uh, moving, which I thought was huge. Uh, Alabama, you know, committed a couple fouls. Bellafonel Roy went to the line, hit two big free throws. Now it's a one-point game. Uh, you know, they get two more free throws from Bickle. I mean, so, you know, they just – they were clutch down the stretch. And it was, a you know, obviously a big, big win. Now, you know, you got to start all over again tonight. Yeah, talking to Bryce Cherry, sports editor at the Waco Trib. He's in stores, Connecticut, um, and uh, I've had I've stayed at Hartford. By the way, I've been in that Hartford uh, airport before. Uh, used to have to go to Bristol, Connecticut, for meetings, <laughs> and uh, that was always an interesting time getting in and out of all that. But uh, what do you think the the thought process goes to playing UConn I mean it's a it's a tall test they're going to be a big crowd they do perform and function well seemingly on the road in front of big crowds does this um from everybody you've talked to and kind of what you've seen this does not seem like one of those invincible UConn teams now they're really really good and they could certainly win a national title I mean they're they're good enough to do that but it, but it's not when you think about Brianna Stewart and some of those unbelievable teams of the past. I wouldn't say this is Geno's greatest team. How do you um, how do you see this matchup? And and is this one of those things the Bears just have to kind of hang in there and keep this thing close? What are you What are your thoughts heading into this one? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're right. It's it's not a vintage UConn team. Um, you know, it doesn't have. Rossi and Swin Cash and like you said Stewie and you know all the all the greats that they've had but they you know Rebecca tough to beat they're still going to be tough to beat I mean uh they were seven and three in their last 10 games of the season uh one of those was a loss to an unranked St. John's team so I do think you know I'm sure Baylor's pulling up the film and Nikki Collins, you know, examining what those teams did well uh, to to beat UConn. And even some of their wins uh, were closer games. I mean, you know, teams sticking with them to the end. Um, you know, as you mentioned, it, you know, hostile environment. Baylor has performed well. I mean, we've documented that for sure. You know, they have performed well in big, uh, you know, road 
environments like this. You had a big crowd in Ames. They won there. There was a big crowd in Austin. They won there. A decent crowd in Norman. They won there. So, you know, I mean, it's not like they don't know how to do it. I don't, I don't know what it is about this particular team that uh, they're able to kind of just focus maybe a little bit better on the road. But they still have a tough task ahead of them. Aaliyah Edwards is 6'3". She's really good. She can score in a variety of ways. She was like 13 of 15 against Vermont, um, you know, from the floor. So uh, I asked Caitlin the other day in the locker room, I said, uh, do you get the assignment on Aaliyah? And she just laughed, and she was like, we'll see, we'll see. I don't think they had the game plan yet on that. But uh, she said, I have guarded her before. So, you know, I mean uh, – I may get that task again. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a group effort, but uh, but they have players and, and size really all over the court. So they're just going to have its hands full, but, you know, vice versa to a certain extent. I mean, I think uh, Baylor will have the advantage from a, from a speed standpoint, um, mm-hmm. you know, those little guards and uh, maybe you can – kind of get into some passing lanes that way and see if you can turn UConn over some and get some points in transition. So um, there'll be some things that I think Baylor can exploit as well. All right, Bryce Cherry, Waco Trib uh, Sports Editor. Let's turn our attention to the men. Uh, an abrupt halt to the season against Creighton. Uh, you remember what they did to Creighton last time. They brought that up in this broadcast. And, boy, I think McDermott – might have been uh, had that on on his mind last night. That was a buzzsaw. And sometimes you, uh, I, I thought they would respond in the second half because we've seen them do it before. But uh, Bryce, when this team's played poorly this year, it's when they can't put two halves together. And while they did play harder and kind of played them even in the second half, it didn't matter when you're down ten and you can't really cut into it. That was a different Creighton team. That Creighton team from several years ago had Doug McDermott. He was a great shooter, but I don't think that was a complete team. This team they ran into, I mean, they had several guys that could hurt you. And um, I just think some of the things that uh, the problems that have come up this year, defense, not helping on defense, too many straight line drives, um, reared the, you know, its ugly head again in that loss last night. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I uh, I was watching it here in Hartford at the hotel, writing up some of my stories, and uh, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I think defense uh, was an issue for the Bears all season long, and it certainly showed up again against in against Creighton. Uh, there were moments, uh, and give you know give credit to Creighton on some of those moments where um, I thought Baylor actually defended the guy really well, and the guy just makes a good shot. You know, I mean. Uh, one of those kind of good defense, better offense kind of things. I mean, there were moments like that for sure, but there were also a lot of breakdowns that you've seen all season long. Um, you know, there were some illegal picks and just silly, silly mistakes that they made. And, and then it just seemed like LJ was the only guy that was really hitting consistently, uh, scoring consistently. And, um, you know, they they make a little run to get it to like seven or nine, and then and then Creighton would come back down and hit a big bucket. Mm-hmm. So it was a game where Baylor never seemed to get over the hump. And as I was watching it, you know, I was just sitting there thinking. I mean, and I had this thought like multiple times. I was just thinking Creighton's better. I mean, they're just better. Yeah. Uh, you know, at least they're better here on 
March, whatever, 18th, 19th, whatever it is. I mean, uh, uh, you know, they, they were better yesterday, uh, maybe not over the full course of the season. And, you know, I mean, maybe the big 12 season takes a lot out of you. I mean, um, I thought Big 12 teams would do a little bit better in the NCAA tournament, but it is a grind. I mean, there's no question about that. So, you know, they have some things to shore up for next year, uh, but they'll be good again. I mean, there's no question. All right. I just hate – yeah, I kind of hated to see Keontae, um, and he obviously was getting to the line and doing some good things in the second half, but that first half to come out so cold – and uh, and no, we're only going to get one year out of him. Uh, he was tremendous, and we'll always remember Keontae George at his best. But after that ankle injury, and they showed the graphic last night, never quite got back to what he was. Never quite got back to the sixteen to seventeen. And the guy we sh- we saw score twenty five to twenty eight points in games earlier in the season. And I think that's uh that's just frustrating when you when you have a star player like that, and and that's how his one year at your campus ends, that's a tough thing for him and the program. No doubt. Uh, and I'm sure he would have loved to, you know, for, for March Madness to be his kind of coming out party to the to the nation, you know, maybe some people that hadn't seen him play before, uh, you know, maybe bump that draft stock up with some big performances. Um, that said, uh, I mean, that guy's future is golden. <laughs> Because uh, to me, he uh, is going to be Scott's best pro. I mean, I, I don't really think there's any question about it. And that's not to say, I mean, Scott's had better guys uh, in terms of like that were just college basketball players. I mean, I yeah. obviously Jared Butler was, you know, MOP of the of the tournament. Davion Mitchell was, you know, National Defensive Player of the Year. F.A. Udo was incredible when he was there. But uh, the first time I was at a Baylor game this year, uh, a men's game and sitting courtside or whatever and watching, uh, I think it was I, I think it was actually, um, I, I know I was sitting courtside because I was up at, uh, in Dallas uh, at the American Airlines for that mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Uh, the women playing there too. And I watched him go up and hang in the air and, you know, three other guys, you know, hit the ground and he's still in the air and then he scores. And I'm like, yeah, he could be playing, you know, tomorrow. in the NBA. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. I mean, he's got that kind of talent and that kind of game. And as an NBA fan, it's going to be fun to watch him and see where, you know, how he develops. Would not mind to see him on the old Houston Rockets, but we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, and I think Sohan may have a word with you on on whether he becomes Baylor's best pro ever because he is uh, he is already kind of turning into something pretty special. He's been banged up a little bit lately, but my goodness, I, there he's he's had some like twenty five and thirty point performances. So, uh, but I I I think uh, I c- it could be between those two uh, for the best pro ever. Although Vinny. Let's say a word for Vinny because obviously what he did for the Pistons was uh, was pretty unbelievable back in the day. Um, all right, well, listen, uh, be careful going over there, and um, glad you had that freedom walk and got to go do those things in Boston. It was probably a little too chilly to get out on those uh, – 
those swans, there's that, there's that lake where you can ride swans around. And that would have been a little odd, you and Chad out riding a swan <laughs> together. But, uh, but that's okay, to each your own. Uh, Bryce, have a, uh, have a great evening, and we uh, hope you can pull the uh, – we hope the Bears can uh, have a great performance tonight. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. You bet. There he goes. Bryce Cherry.